I play with my boys, it's like, I know I'm better than them or whatever else, and it's not really a, a competitive match, but I can know I'm better than one of my professional athlete friends, but I know for sure, nah, I gotta, I gotta kick his ass. Yeah, right, no, right. I, no, just it can't just be, yeah, right, right, nah, right. I, gotta, <laughs> I don't care if it's, no, it's just bragging rights. It ain't gotta be money exchange, but just, nah, when I leave here, Dex is gonna go home like, Oh, so that's man. how you felt when we played win? When we played, <laughs> now I really know how he felt, right? We just played win, and and I know how he felt when we were playing. That, I, I, you know what? I respect it, though. I'll tell you, I'd be so competitive, people don't even know. Be like, oh, no, nah, we just out here chilling. Yo, you chilling. Yeah, you want to win. Yeah, oh, I, That's sure. how I found out with uh, Devontae. We played, we, played the other, we played yesterday, and he came in. He was like, hey, I, I won. I was like, bro, I didn't even know you was you was keeping my score too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that. I love, but I, I love won. that aspect of it too. Yeah. Like, you really can figure out uh, who. Like, don't pencil with me. Like, we're gonna see. Like, you, you the competitors. You want to mm-hmm. see the competitors. Like, hey, these dudes are really keeping score. Hey, would you? Hey, would you? Yeah. Every time every you hole. hear that, on the third hole, you hear that. You, hey, hey, would you get on that hole? Oh, you, oh, see so you. Okay. Yeah, okay. I thought okay. we were just playing a friendly game. No, 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 no. This is friendly no fire now. <laughs> Say no more, right. I got you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Par 3 Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, J.R. Smith. This is to my right, Stephen Marvin. On my far right, Ben Baller. We have two very special guests today. One is a MLB champ. Uh, I'm sorry, World Series champ. World MLB All Star. One of my long, long, long time friends. I first started playing golf with Mr. Dexter Fowler. Hey, and neighbor. And neighbor. And neighbor. What's up, Dex? What's up? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? That is one of our guests, and our second guest is needs very little introduction. Mr. Chad Mum from Full Swing. What's up, Appreciate what's up, Chad? Pleasure to have you here. Happy to be here. Let's yeah, go. We got a full house today. This feels, oh, this man, feels right. This is gonna be crazy. This feels right. Who's who's leading off the first tee? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about you know what, Dex. Says I I'm, I know the story, but how did you get into golf? I got into golf. So I got into golf. Um, you know, just by actually by watching the game. My dad used to play growing like when I was growing up. I was always playing baseball. I go out there and, and and play with him and loved it from from then on. Like he used to watch. I remember he used to watch sit on the couch and watch golf, right? And I'd be like, "Why are you watching golf?" And you know what I do all the time? Watch golf. <laughs> I, I love. I love. I love the game. I got the bug. You know, I, I I got a simulator at the house. I got full swing simulator at the house. So and I'm on there all the time, just trying to get better. I need to get lessons though. Bro, I, I, I fell asleep even here in the hotel with the Golf Channel on the background, just so I could have the atmosphere. You know what I mean? The ambiance. Absolutely. While the you know the putters on the edge of the bed, and there's like a you know a little putting cup and all that. Yeah, man. We know Swinging clubs in the living room, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, I think I got it now. I think I got it. But you'll never get it. I'll never get that game. So I hear that. I hear that. Speaking of golf TV, Chad Mum is the executive producer of Full Swing on Netflix and gave the world a different insight into the tour. It was crazy. Mm. Mm. crazy. Watched every, all seven episodes the first day. Mm. Wouldn't stop. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what about uh, the eight, eighth episode? You missed that one? No, I'm saying I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. How'd you get into golf? 
So kind of same, like I was um, a military brat growing up. My uh, dad played golf and my grandpa played golf. He, he was stationed with the RAF over in Scotland and they used to play against the old, uh, the Royal and Ancient Club would play the officer's club from the Air Force Base or the, the Royal Air Force Base out there. So he's played golf his whole life. He learned how to play on St. Andrews. And I remember being like six years old, right next to an Air Force Base. And the thing about, they say about Air Force Base is the first thing that goes in is the runway. Then they put the golf course in. Yeah. So that's the right <laughs> service to be in if you like golf. And it was like, I'd move around a lot as a kid and golf was the only thing that was kind of consistent. And I could go to a golf course and feel the vibes. It was the same thing. There's always the same people grinding out on the range. Didn't matter if it was in Nevada or Florida or Alabama or Georgia or California, wherever we were stationed. It was like golf was the kind of centerpiece. So yeah, I started with my dad and then my grandpa, you know, I remember he sawed off a bunch of clubs. When my, he, he was an amateur club builder, my grandfather was. So when I would go and visit, I just remember that smell of like mineral spirits in his garage because he'd be like cutting down shafts for his buddies and re, you know, putting re, you know, regripping stuff. And he, you know, he sawed off a bunch of slogginger irons for me when I was like seven and I was, I was hooked, man. <laughs> I still remember the first time I hit the center of the face, it was a five iron. And, you know, I, I was seven years old and I just will never forget the feeling, you know, when you just make absolutely. that contact. And then you're chasing that dragon the rest of your life. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Forever. How about the persimmon driver? You know what I mean? Because I, I never knew, I mean, I remember seeing him when I was a kid and I'm yeah. 50, right? But like when someone said hit it, you know, hit it in the, in the middle of the screws, and I was like, screws, what the fuck, what screw, yeah, screws exactly. where? And then someone brought a, a refinished brand new Persimmon driver, and I really for sure saw the screws, and I was like, wow, it's totally. crazy. But yeah. we got it easy, by the way, like not having to hit those things. God, oh, I tried man. one like a couple years ago, and like I'm a pretty decent player, and I mean, it's we, we're spoiled with what we got now. Yeah, you could bunt a driver nowadays and get it 220, 230. Totally. Totally. Back then, those dudes were like swinging their backs out. Oh my god, with steel shaft, you oh, know, it's man. like the driver was a blade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't hit a sweet spot, you cook. A hundred percent. I want to say thank you for for full swing for me personally because my girlfriend does not understand where my love and passion for the game is, and when she watched that, she really put into perspective. She doesn't understand why I watch golf, why I'm at the course for five hours. Mm. Don't understand it at all. But when she seen that, she was like. Oh, I get it. Like, oh, this makes sense. Hey, babe, you mind if I follow Rory McIlroy? I'm like, what? Yes, please. Follow him. Follow his wife. Follow everybody else on tour. Just let me go play golf. There you go. So I appreciate that. No, thank, thank you. Thank you. It's been it's been so cool to hear that from people. Like, you know, the, the show wasn't just a mission to get my wife to like golf, but that was a nice, <laughs> like, side effect of it. Right. And, uh, you know, I think what with a show like Full Swing, you can humanize these guys. and Because, like, the goal of anything, we kind of think of it as like a dude soap opera. Like that's what the show is. You build this community of players. They're all elite. But And you guys have walked around like a pro driving range. You walk around every single player. You're like, that's the best player in the world. They're just, right. everybody's right. hitting right, right, right. lasers. And then you just see the difference of like what makes the top 10 player versus a hundred player. And it's just like a tiny little margin for error. But then you see this amazing stuff on the golf course. And the way you make that pay off is you turn them into humans off the golf course. Right. And we were really lucky that the guys, they got it. They really leaned in. They'd watch like Drive to Survive. So they were, they were sort of like, oh, this is cool. That show's awesome. We want to do that for our sport. And, uh, but they leaned in. And, and we told all of them when they signed up, it's like, look, the more you lean into this, the more you're going to get out of it. And they really like, they truly did. And we got more access. I mean, we spent weeks with players opening up the doors to us. And it pays off because all of a sudden, you know, now their wife's a character. You see the, the, what they're all going through together. And a lot, a lot of times an athlete, you know, you you may not be as good at describing what it's like. Right. You know, that's what people close to you can come in and describe it. So we always try to find our main characters, but like who are those supporting people that are close to them that can kind of vocalize in a different way? Because it is, I mean, it takes a, it's a, it's a lonely individual sport, as you know, but, but you got to have your network and support group. 
Well, it's like it's like in anything. Like we all play like we play professional sports, right? And we're sitting there and watching the show. Like you said, it humanizes us. Like so, you know, a young kid watches me play baseball, watches you play basketball. You know, what we're in there and they're like, these dudes are like robots. I remember growing up watching professional athletes. I was like, I'm thinking that they're they're just like. And you don't think of the mental side, the the off the course or off the field type stuff that you have to deal with. Totally. But let me give you a whole different perspective and give you your flowers even deeper. I went to my first car show in 81 in Newport Beach. I went to Concours de Elegance. Now it's here at the Win, And I participated. I have a Senna. There's only a couple hundred in the world. Million dollar car. Brought it here. Boom. Been going, I've been part of the car community forever. I've been a car connoisseur for decades. I've been a big part of the car community in the world. I had a Lamborghini partnership, all this stuff. Drive to survive. I can't even put it in the same continent as how much full swing was better than that. And I've only been around golf for less than two years. You know what I mean? Playing for barely over a year. That's, and I'm, I'm talking about, this is what I did almost all my life. That's how much better full swing was. So you can't even put those two together. Ah, Full man. swing was so goddamn good. Thanks, bro. Yeah, that was, was really, really good. good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And we're, by the way, we're in the middle of making season two right now. And I thought we were going to have an epic year anyway. Because oh the God. stories, I mean, Brooks coming back. You saw Brooks last year in the yeah. show. If you guys watched the yeah, show. For sure. It's like Brooks was at his low point. And like getting, so here's a quick story for you. The first, so when we start making the show like this, we don't do the first interviews on camera. Because, you, you know, y'all are pro athletes. It's like, you put a, you, you're used to coming off the field or off the court there's a mic on your, you know, right in your right. face. There's cameras, there's lights. You kind of get into that. Like you got your, you got your canned things, you know, and right. you're just talking about what it felt like. So when we start with the players, we just do audio only. We tell them to come in street clothes. Don't wear your golf outfit. And we just sit down like this and we just rap. And, and we're not asking them about what they hit on number 17. We're like, what's important to you? You know, what, 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 what relationships matter? Like, what is the thing? And so we spend like an hour and a half just kind of talking with them. And, and then they kind of tell us their story. And then the act of making the show is basically just telling them back over the year what they said was important to them over the year. And that ended up being like 80% of the show was what we got from that first interview. And then, you know, later in the year, we go back and we put them on camera, but they just get, they're so much more relaxed. But so we did the first set of interviews at Tiger's event, the Hero World Challenge. This was right before, this was in the fall before the last season started. And uh, we're in this recording studio down there at, uh, at uh, Abaco. There's like a recording studio. They do like Drake albums there. It was sick. And, um, and so we, you know, we think like, hey, we're Netflix. We got to like first impression on these guys. We can't just be in like a tent, you know? Right. So we bring them through and they all come in. They got their entourage, their agents there, you know, whatever. They're like looking over our shoulders doing these first interviews. Everyone's a little nervous because, you know, they don't have a say in how that gets edited. You know, they're just like trusting us. And everybody came with all their guys. Brooks Kepka shows up. The only person who didn't come with an entourage. He rolled up by himself, walked in, sat down put the mic on and just started spitting. He's like, I'm lost. He's like, you know, people think I don't care. People think I don't practice. He's like, man, I'm laying in bed like last week. My fiance is right next to me. I wake up at two in the morning. I'm like making grips with my hands, <laughs> just thinking, okay, well, maybe if I make my thumb a little shorter, just like you were, like all of us would do, you know? Right. He's going to bed with his putter next to his bed, putting <laughs> at cups in the hotel. Yeah. He's like, I don't think about anything else. Like, and, and I'm afraid that I was here and now I'm, I've been going up and now I'm going down and I don't know if I'm ever going to be back up again. 
Damn. And and just from the first second, we were like, that was not what I expected out of this guy. And you know, and I I'm an obsessive golfer. Like I play golf my whole life. I've been working on this show. It took me nine years to put it together and convince everybody and actually get it like sold to Netflix, get it made. They always say it's like, you know, nine years to be an overnight success, but like it really you put the work in. Right. And I thought I knew all these guys. And just in like five seconds, Brooks was just like, holy shit, he blew me away. And then to have that, to, to see an athlete, you guys have been around athletes, like it's hard. But to be that vulnerable, like when you are that much of a alpha, right? To give us that, and then to come back like a year later oh and win God. the fucking PGA Championship, like what a story! And almost winning the Masters, almost wins the Masters. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, so we've been filming the whole year. We've got amazing stuff, and we thought we had a great season already. I mean, there's some great new characters. We brought back most of the guys from last season, so you're gonna kind of throw them right in the action. Like season two will start off basically like right after season one drops. Like Rory's, you know, on top of the world, and we're dropping you right back in. And then, like two weeks ago, the world of golf just—that's crazy, Lord. Dude, live, dude. It was insane. I got, I got a text that was like, "I'm in LA," so it was like, it was like, we gotta film this seven I in the morning. The, no, I saw the tweet. Where it says, "Yeah, we oh were yeah, filming. we're filming," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. We, you know, we don't film. We filmed like 300 days last year, kind of all together. But we're not filming every day. And we just were lucky that we happened to be at home with the player that day, and and he's like playing with his kids. Like if you, you know, we do that kind of shit in the show. And he sees his phone ringing and ringing and ringing. It's his agent. And he doesn't want to be like that dad who's like, I'm going to go run to my phone. And then our producers start getting texts from like us being like, Yo, Sneak peek, what player? Make, I, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm I know you want to know. I know you want to know. You're going to have to wait. See. But, I, but we text, our, we, we tell our producers like, tell them to answer. And so they just hit record. And then we get to see in real time, like him being like, what the fuck is going on? Betrayal, you know, like the feeling of like, oh my God, now the world's changed again. So we were filming that at home. And then we had another, this is a, we had a, one of our junior producers who's been like begging us to do his own thing. You know, he's like, give, give me a story to make. So we, we were like, okay, here's a no brainer. There's a player who just turned pro. And we're like, give this little, this kid who's really talented young producer, but it's his first time like actually producing something for us. And he's up in Toronto at the RBC. And he's doing a story about a player who just turned pro. And it's like their first day on the tour. So it's like a simple story. He's right in with him, register, maybe parks in the wrong spot. He doesn't know where to go. It's cute. Right. We may use it. We may not. Who knows what's going to happen. Right. And in the middle of registration, all of a sudden, people are like running through the hallways. And this kid's like, what do I do? You know, they go into the locker room and like the whole world's on fire. And he calls me and he's like, what do I do? I was like, just don't fucking cut. Just keep filming. Right. Keep filming. Uh, so yeah, you know, sometimes you get good breaks in the universe and we were there in the middle of it, and, you know, and still it's like, nobody knows anything. Nobody knew anything and we're just rolling. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's going to be epic for sure. So y'all are just like flies on the wall. Like, yeah. Hey, just mm -hmm. live your life, go do what you need to do. And we'll, 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 we'll capture. Yeah. We're like, we're not, we say to everybody, it's like, we're not making the, the Kardashians here, you know, like right. it, you could go to the grocery store. That's interesting to us. Like just whatever you're doing already, you're going to go to your kid's baseball game. Like we'll come along, you know, you know, everybody embraced it. That's the, that's the, that's the cool part. And they do it with like, they didn't know what it was going to turn into, you know, it was awesome. And so the trust they put in us was, I got to give all the players and so much credit. I mean, they were like, they had no control over how it was going to come out and they just gave us everything. And, um, you know, and yeah, I'm just, I'm so proud that you guys like it and I'm so pumped that we get to do it again. And, and, uh, it's going to, it's going to be fun. No, for sure. Um, Dexter, JR. So how would you say you related, you know, or who do you relate to the most, you know, as far as pro athletes on full swing, um, on full swing? Uh, I would be like a, probably like a Jordan Spieth or, or JT. Those are my boys too. So like JT is one of my best friends. Like. That's why I like him because he's such like we're the same. He's super competitive. Like he has like a fire under his ass. Like he always wants to win. He 
He always wants to. I don't care if we play in pool. I don't care if we. He always on the course. Like, hey, let's bet. Come on, man. Like, let's let's push each other. Let's push each oh, other. Oh yeah, he's like that. Yo, all the time with anything. Hey, oh, let's go shoot free throws. Is, betting. Yeah, he bets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he bets. He bets. He does it. What about you, Jr.? Like, who 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 you feel like you related to the most? You know, as far as me, probably like a, a, a Brooks and DJ. Like, just being. You know, like raw athletes, I feel like these those are guys who would pick up, you know, could pick up a baseball bat, could pick up, you know, could throw a football, could just, you know, could dunk or something like that. It's not just predicated around their golf swing. I feel like the JT and, you know, Jordan, those, uh, for me, not not to knock Dex, obviously. <laughs> they just, I know, right? They just, they're more just country. shitted on me. It's fine. Nah, not to knock Dex, but they, they're just, for, to me, they're like more child prodigies like they were destined to be golf pros and you see guys like with brooks or dj it's just like damn he could have been a numerous amount of whatever whichever and yeah for me a lot of it is personality too um we was just talking about brooks and you know so many people don't think he cares or gives a shit like no i give a shit i give i i care a lot i'm just not gonna let you know that i care a lot so you can just presume i'm emotional and it affects my day and it goes X, Y, and Z. I don't let it go to that far. Like I'm letting it, letting my emotions let you see what what it's doing to me. And I feel like Brooks and DJ are a lot like that. Especially more DJ. DJ's like, man, I don't give a shit what y'all say. I'm just this, this is what <laughs> yeah, I'm I do. Yeah, I'm gonna do what I do. You know, so I, this is what this yeah. is what it is. And I think with Brooks, especially with me later on in my career, is like, damn, I, I I almost feel like I gotta show people I give a shit. I, I, like they gotta see that I I give a damn because I'm working way too hard to not show that effort or desire of the game. But at that point, did did that feel forced? Like you feel like if I have to, you feel like you have to do something because I was the same way. Like everybody's like, "Oh, Dex don't work. Dex don't work." I work on my own, my yeah. own. Like I work behind the scenes, right? Yeah, you ain't gotta tell them. I, I but if if I'm saying if you try to, you gotta put it out there, like. And then it feels kind of forced. Like I'm, I like I gotta be here. I gotta show up early to show y'all that I'm doing stuff, even though I've already done all this before I got to wherever I went. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I I, I understand that point. And, and to that point, like I was one of the first guys who really started posting like their basketball workouts in the summertime, work doing one on one drills, showing people certain moves or whatever, whatever. And then you look two, three years later, it's like if you're not posting it, if you're not you're not doing it. It's not happening. So then I fell into a place to where I wasn't posting as much as like, oh, he doesn't work out. Oh, he's not in the gym. He stopped so now working out. He yeah. stopped working yeah. out. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, damn, now I got to do this just to show people that I'm still active or still into it as, as quote unquote, as much as everybody else. Right. Hey, that. Dex, let me ask you a question, man. I didn't know you knew Justin Thomas like that. And by the way, shout out to XL. You know, he's... Yeah, I'm, a, yeah I'm XL. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. all family. Yeah, right. What's it like playing with JT, like on, on, on the course? Uh, he makes fun of me a lot. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, but, seriously, hey, like but, no, but but for real, because I've seen him on the baseball field, <laughs> and I say, "Hey, payback from way back." Like, <laughs> and then I'm making fun of him. But like, does he ever help you? Like, you ever get some pointers no, from him? You yeah, yeah, him and actually Colin. I, I I live out here, so Colin at we're at Summit together. Yeah, the Summit, yeah, yeah. So Colin will actually go out. I play with Colin more than probably anybody. Colin's a, the best, most helpful, like nicest person. Oh my in the world. gosh, yeah. he'll sit on a he'll sit on the cart. Like we'll take two cards. He's sitting on his cart. He'll sit there with his legs crossed and be like, "Hey, hey, drop a ball." Like. 
Or I'll ask him, like, hey, how do I hit this shot? And he'll be like, hey, just do this, X, Y, and Z. And he'll sit there literally, legs crossed, and, and, and hanging out the cart just like this. And he's like, I, the, I've never had lessons, but I get, I play with JTs and, and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Collins, and they're yeah. like, hey, do this, do that. And, I, and then I start learning. I start learning like that. So Collins, like, Collins a cool cat, though, isn't awesome. he? Awesome. Nicest guy in the world. Totally. And Her, you know, him I, and Kurt Kitayama are, are out there. Yeah, with us. I got yeah. a great relationship with Colin. And the fucked up part about it, we're having breakfast one morning. And I didn't know this was a rude thing to ask. And um, his wife, she played, you know what I'm saying? That's what Cat played. I didn't know that it was rude to ask somebody what their handicap was when like you're a pro or something. I didn't know. I was like, oh, so Cat, I was like, well, I was like, what's, what's your handicap? What's your index? And Colin was like about to eat his bagel. And he goes, hey, just so you know, and it was weird, you know what I mean? Anytime someone younger than me tried to, you know, but regardless, I'm learning, I didn't right, know. Right. And he's like, you don't ask anybody what the index is. It's kind of rude, you know, you just, we're just, we're pros. You just say pro, whatever. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know she was, you know, like, like that. And it was funny, you know, because he wasn't mad or nothing. He was just correcting me, just kind of just, you know, maybe also defending his wife, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. oh, wait, that's all you are, plus 17? That's it? <laughs> you only shoot 55? No, but, you know, he's just a, such a great guy. He is. You know, when I was really nervous about playing um, the Farmers Pro-Am, I was like, hey, Colin, is there any way you can like, be paired up with me? He's like, nah, I'm playing with the vice president of Farmers, man. He's like, why are you so nervous? I'm like, I'm playing with John Rom, bro. He's my partner. He's like, oh, John's the best, Bob. And he just lost to Rom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's great. He goes, you know what? Having nerves is good. He's giving me like, this great, long speech. You didn't have COVID, see? No, I did <laughs> <laughs> The best part about it was I screenshotted old test a positive test from like a year and a half before. No, you did I had, bro, I had to have it just because I was so fucking You know they got bro. stamps on those now. Now you can see like oh, the yeah, day. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, I just didn't want to play. I was scared, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I love that your answer was like, not like, oh yeah, I made like an eight foot putt. You're like, yeah, I made my first ever eagle that was actually an albatross. Yeah, like a 225 in front of John Rom. Like that's, that's sick. Yeah, that was dope. That that's was cool. awesome. Plus again, I didn't know how to stroke. Right, there you go. And I was so nervous. I didn't bring my driver because the rough was so thick, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I saw Justin Thomas in the rough and then he like hit it seven feet. I was like, fuck, right back into the rough. And then Rom's caddy was like, this is golf, bro. That shit's going to happen. And I was like, not with Justin Thomas, bro. What the fuck you mean? And like, you know, I think he would, you know, I just expect them all to hit it, you know, hole out, you know, like yeah, just yeah. two foot to the pin. I don't know. Just, it, it was just, it was intimidating because mm -hmm. you're seeing, you're touching the field now and you're seeing the people, and especially when the hole next to you, or if you get catch up with somebody, even like Bo Hostler. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I never heard of this dude before. God damn, man. Dude, he almost aced that, you know? That, that, so it's just was, it was a weird thing to do it. That's all. We'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Long Drink, a finished drink. And it definitely makes your drives go longer. And you can get yours today at www.longdrink.com. Super refreshing. I think it's like what he was saying, the difference between like the top 10 and the, and the other, you know, 90. It's like it's a very small difference, but it's like such a huge difference at the same time of yeah. like seeing people walk onto the driving range with the attitude like, I'm winning this fucking tournament. And then the other, seeing other people like, I hope I can make the cut. <laughs> and you can just see it on their face, like I'm just here. I'm just here to yeah, make cuts and keep, yeah. keep it pushing. Yeah, yeah. And then other people like I would hate to get second place, right? Where yeah. seventy five percent of them would love to get second place. You so can't like, teach that. You can't teach yeah, that. You either got to be you either a killer got it or, or not. you don't. Right. Yeah. yeah, they all go about it different ways. I mean, what, what, actually, the stat we looked this up when we were pitching the show. It's like difference between a player who's like one hundred twenty fifth and top ten is one shot per round. 
you imagine that? Like, are you fucking kidding? That's me? That's crazy. Just like a just one stroke, like you miss a putt, you know, because five footer, that guy makes you miss. That's the difference. And yeah. to be able to do it that consistently, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy how tight the margins are and how much it's in your head. You know, these guys can all athletically do the move. You know, and just one of my favorite stories from the show is just doing Matt Fitzpatrick, and you know, he had he had probably the best shot of the year at the U.S. Open yeah, when he hit yeah. it out of the bunker. You know, with all the pressure in the world, and we were with him. He, people don't remember, but he was in the final group at Southern Hills at the PGA Championship. And he let us in. Like, we were there with him in the morning. He's like, we're going to get, he's going to get his first win. He's going to get a major. And he just, you know, he just didn't close. And it was a little bit like Ricky at the US Open. He right. played great and they just couldn't get it done. And he, you know, we thought there's no way he's going to let us like come back at the US Open. He was like, no, come on. So we're there with them. They're waiting around. By the way, like trying to wait around. Your tea time's at like three in the afternoon, four o'clock. Like you sit literally sitting around the house all morning, trying not to think about it. And at some point, like they turn on the golf, they're kind of looking at the pins. They're like, okay, we can't watch this anymore. Like just try to distract yourself. And then you go and you do the thing. And we watched him just meticulously. I mean, he, he charts every single shot he's hit since he was like 13, you know, writes it in a book, including practice rounds, like whatever. And he's just like, my thing is, I know I may not have the physical talent of like a DJ who we paired him with in that episode, but he's like, I'm going to outwork him and I'm going to get better every day. You know, and that actually reminds me of another really great Arnold Palmer quote, which is, um, I was talking to Seth Waugh, who's the CEO of the um, the PGA of America, does like the PGA Championship and the Ryder Cup and all that. And he was telling me he met Arnold Palmer once at Latrobe before Arnold died. He was out at the driving range. And Arnold's like in his 80s. And of course, he goes up and introduces himself as Mr. Palmer. And, you know, he's what I'm doing. And so Mr. Palmer's like, cool, nice to meet you. He's talking to him. He's like, hey, what are you working on? And he starts getting into it, just like we were talking about with you know, with Brooks, he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get a little shallower, trying to do this thing. And, and he said, he looked over at me. This is Steve, Seth talking. He said, Mr. Palmer said, you know, listen, I know I may not be as good as I, I'll never be as good as I once was, but I'll sure as hell be better than I was yesterday. And I'm like, ain't that golf? Didn't they make a song out of that? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> they should. They really should. Damn. That's a hell of a, that's a hell of a quote right there. That is. That's crazy. Wow. Um, yo, Dex, man, what's the scouting report um, on your golf game? You play in Vegas this week? Yeah, I live out here. I live out here in Vegas. So I, I played, I actually played the past two days. I played he once at the win and I just I just came from playing golf at Summit. So my How's scouting report, looking? I hadn't played Tough I, Life. It was, I mean, I shot low 80s. Chad, how much has your life changed since uh Full Swing has come out? Oh my God. Like if if you had asked 14-year-old me like that this could be my job, it's crazy. I mean, I remember watching like Tiger Woods getting up early to watch him play in Japan or the British Open. You know, I grew up, I was in Georgia when I was in high school. And my first ever job, I That's worked where I'm at, from. Oh, yeah? Where are you at? Peachtree City. Okay. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in um East Kyle, Marietta. Then we moved to Alpharetta. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, I graduated from Milton. Yeah, oh, I, used to, I, I used to caddy at, uh, at Atlanta National okay. in Alpharetta. My, yeah, my first job was at uh, White Columns. That's right. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. a car tender. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That See, was, and we all connected. That at some, that, yeah. I, that's what I love about golf, too. Yeah. Like, everybody, like... It doesn't matter who you are, age or whatever. You could connect yeah. anybody together. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get my girls to play too. That's the yeah. hardest thing to get the kids to play. Totally. Like I got two kids. One plays constantly. The other doesn't play. Yeah. How'd you and do it? How do you get them to? to or is I just, think the little one just wants to hang out with me more. And I used to give them chocolate, like let them get the cart girl and let them get candy and uh, shit. That's dope. And, yeah. and, and I've never really pressed them. So he's doing drive chip putt. In a, in a few days, and then uh, he'll start middle school golf. But the other one, he's playing, like, in the metaverse, you know? He's like a scientist, <laughs> yeah. game programming. I love, I love it. Both my sons are on the golf team at school, too, now. My middle son was doing jujitsu for, like, three years, and he was obsessed. 
I started making jewelry for uh, Israel Adesanya, Max Holloway, people like that, UFC people. So they were coming by, giving them private lessons and stuff. And Israel won the belt, the champ. Right. And then he just saw how much attention my oldest son was getting. So he's like, fuck that. He's like, mom, I want to play golf with, with London. And, and so maybe daddy spend more time. I mean, that's just bullshit because I, I give them all each <laughs> love. But he started playing and he started actually starting to fall in love with it because right. he, he made a pretty far putt. I looked at him, I said, that's all it takes, man. And he was hooked. Right. So, you know. I love that. That's so good. You always remember those, you know, that first putt that goes in when it matters, that first, the best shot. 100%. You know, so it makes it great. Yeah. I don't bet. I don't do none of that. But like standing over a putt or, you know, hitting balls. I'm playing Tahoe this year. So like that's going to give me that, you know, that the, get yeah. the juices flowing again. Mm -hmm. and Or like standing over playing with your buddies. And mm -hmm. it's like, pause, but uh, playing over. And <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> No, but, but you're sitting there playing, and it's just like, hey, this putt right here, like, it's for bragging rights. Yeah. Totally. Like, that sure. right there, we, hey, we going home talking. Man, especially, like, for us, it's, it's different when we playing with our boys. Like, I play with my boys. It's like, I know I'm better than them or whatever else, and it's not really a, a competitive match. But I can know I'm better than one of my— Professional athlete friends, but I know for sure. Nah, I gotta, I gotta kick his ass. Yeah, right. It can't just be yeah, right, right. Nah, I, gotta, <laughs> I don't care if it's no, it's just bragging rights. It ain't got to be money exchange, but just nah. When I leave here, Dex gonna go home. Like, oh, so Man. that's how you felt when we played win. When we played, <laughs> now I really know how he felt. Right, we just played win, and and I know how he felt when we were playing. That I, I you know what, I respect it though. I'll tell you, I I'll be so competitive, people don't even know. Be like, oh no, nah, we just out here chilling. Yo, you chilling. yeah, you want to win. Yeah, oh, for I, that's sure. how I found out with uh, Devontae. We played, we played the other, we played yesterday, and he came in. He was like, hey, I, I won. I was like, bro, I didn't even know you was you was keeping my score too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that. I love, but I, I love won. that aspect of it too. Yeah. Like, you really can figure out uh, who. Like, don't pencil with me. Like, we're gonna see. Like, you, you the competitors. You want to mm -hmm. see the competitors. Like, hey, these dudes are really keeping score. Hey, would you? Hey, would you? Yeah. Every time every you hole. hear that, on the third hole, you hear that. You, hey, hey, would you get on that hole? Oh, you, oh, see so you. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I thought we were just playing a friendly game. Know, this is friendly fire now. <laughs> say no more. Right. I got you. <laughs> what about you, Chad? You got any special golf trips or anything planned? You know, um, I just got back from St. Andrews. Oh. Um, and so that was that was a couple, it was like by six weeks ago, I went out there. I got, I got invited. This is, you know, you asked earlier about like how my life's changed. I got invited to go give a talk to the RNA Leadership Summit, which was crazy and awesome because the RNA, you know, the USGA manages golf rules, you know, right. in the US, but like the RNA does the whole world. So I'm, I get picked up, they fly me out and, um, and I get picked up at the airport and we get in this like van and there's a guy sitting next to me. He like runs the federation for like Nigeria golf. There's another guy from like Costa Rica golf. There's like the Thailand golf federation leader, Italy. Like we're all in the car. That's crazy. And these are like the heads of golf for the country. And I'm like, yo, how many golfers y'all got? And he's like, 100,000. The other guy's, oh, we got, we got 800,000. It's like, oh no, we got 50,000. You know how many we got in the US? 44 million. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. What? It's That's crazy. That's crazy. 44 million golfers. 11 million started in the last four years. So like this culture, this like golf's become this lifestyle. So so anyway, but asking about the golf, so I, I got to play the old course for the first time. So I went, I played like Kings Barnes, played Carnoustie, and then I played the old course. It was like because I was given a talk, so I got up on stage. I talked about full swing and storytelling, right. and you know how we do it, and trying to reach new audiences for the game. And and I, I give a ton of credit for the RNA. I mean, they're literally called the Royal and Ancient Society 
But they're like, how do we reach new people? You know, how do we reach more women? How do we make this game seem fun and cool and not like inaccessible? Um, and so anyway, so I did this talk and the, the kind of bribery was like, you know, yo, you get to play the old course. And I was like, hell yeah. Was it as advertised? Bro, so here's or the better. thing. Here's the thing. I played a lot of great golf courses and I played a lot more since I started making this show. I played basically everywhere. The old course exceeded my expectations more than any course I've ever played. Wow. Cyprus, you know, Peachtree, yeah, all these iconic one. places I've been wanting to go. Those were all like, I had high expectations and it like met them. You play Augusta? I have not played Augusta yet. So was we'll see. Was the uh, wind behind you on the front or the back? It was behind on the front. And, and it so was like, this is easy. I was like, this yo, he's roasting, like hitting seven irons, like yeah. 400 yards. You make that turn. Oh my God. So I ended up, I birdied the road hole the first time mm -hmm. ever playing it, but it was like the most junk boat, like birdie of all time. So I'm, I get on the tee and I'm like, all right, it's my first time ever on the road hole. This is awesome. So I got to film it. So I have, you know, one of the other guys in the group film me. And I, and I was playing pretty well. I was like, it was like two over at the time. So I'm like, I'm going to bring this thing home. Oh, so you can play. I can play. <laughs> I can play. I love it. And well, I and I fucking eject this drive so far right, and I'm like fuck out of bounds. It hits the roof of the hotel. Oh wow! Bounces back into the fairway. So now I've got like two thirty or something. So I go up there and I and I hit like the best little stinger four iron ever, right where the caddy said it rolls up right next to the flag and then just trickles off onto the road. So now I've got the, from the road to a pin sitting up high. And I'm like, I'm on the road, film it. So the guy's filming me. And I was standing there last year, we filmed the British Open. You know, we were there at, at right. St. Andrews and I watched all these players. Like they don't chip that shot, they putt it. Even though there's kind of thick rough, they just kind of pop it in there and it just pops up. So I'm like, I watched like Victor Hovland hit this shot. Like I'm, I'm just gonna I putt got it. it. The all caddy right. gives me my wedge. I'm like, nah, nah, dog, I got this. So I'm putting <laughs> it. So I put it off the road, off the concrete. That shit goes up the hill, goes right, breaks left. Bang in the hole on camera, wow. birdie. No big deal. I was like, yo, one under on the road hole. You should be on full swing. I mean, <laughs> what hole is that? What hole is that? Like seven foot bunker? That wall, a concrete wall. What hole is that? The that's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the road hole seventeen. Yeah, is the, right. the that's road the one that's kind of cut off where right. people are literally hitting it. Backwards you got to hit it backwards. Instead. Yeah. And then the hole before that, there's the Legion Fields. Like a, uh, there's a par, and then there's the Principal's Nose Bunker, which is like a really insane bunker. Um, and then there's uh, the hell bunker. That's the big. That's the big one. On How many the greens five. of rage do you hit? Not not many. <laughs> really? But like I probably hit the green. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. then it like, just rolls yeah. off the back. Yeah, you get uh, you can get it on the green, and it's not going to stay. It'll roll off the back, or it'll come back off yeah, the God. front. Yeah. It was. Uh, I played it. I played it as well. Same thing. Wind behind me all the way on the front. It was like driving par fours and hitting like. Really? Hitting it's like, easy. Hitting like five iron off the tee, driving par fours with mm -hmm. five irons, and then coming back in, I'm hitting like. Driver like two oh five. Wow, curing it. Did you like it? Yeah, loved it. It's like it's sun like, came out when I was walking over the bridge. Oh, so it's good. Just like this is perfect. I've never really like had a round where I finish and then like immediately was like I just want to literally want to walk over yeah. to the first tee and do this again because having seen it now, like you, it's so See, many I blind go shots. And, I gotta go play this. Right. And it bounces That's like crazy. You get such crazy bounces too. The, you know, you'd be like, okay, I see the fairway. And the, the guy's like, cool, yeah, you see that? I want you 80 yards left of that. <laughs> oh, shit. And you're like, oh, shit, I'd never see that stuff. And you got to land things short, like like Stephen was saying. Like I, on the, one of the par fives on the front, I had like dry, hit driver seven iron. I hit it like 100 yards over the green. I had like a full wedge backwards. Like, like I would almost like I laid up, you know, That's like on crazy. a par five to try and get it close to the front. It's just, it's unlike anything else, like playing on the moon. It's awesome.
when are we getting full swing to cover the Par 3 podcast? Could you send Rory or one of the guys through and get a little action over You know, there we'll for work us. on that. How we'll do we work- get Par 3 on? You know, on season two, season three? Get one, of the, get one of those guys on there. We got to get you guys out there playing with them. And, you know, like if they're, here's the thing. Honestly, if they're going to do it, we'll bring the cameras. It's fine by me. They, it's not I much like to it. it. Just bring them on and I'll bring the cameras. I want to make an appearance too. Let's go, Dex. Let's, let's go. Come on. I'm on it. Let's go. Dex will be back. Thank you all. We need See you next guys. week. Awesome. Thanks,